Welcome to WWL Comic Chat. With me today, we have Hot Guy. Hello, everybody. Also, we have Boomstam. Hello, guys. And then, uh, fresh off, just getting in a high-speed traffic pursuit, apparently, uh, we have Digidax. And I lost. Yeah, versus <laughs> the law, believe it or not. Yeah. Hello. What's up, fanboys? I still can't believe that when you told him you were rushing home to come talk about comics with us today, that they didn't just let you off and, you know, as Boom Sam said, just get you a police export going. I know. I mean, that would have been the right thing to do, but, you know, we know how most cops are, I guess. Yeah. And so whenever that officer checks out the, the podcast today, because I'm sure almost everybody's listening to it by now, um, whenever he listens to this, just he's going to have to live with the guilt of putting us 30 minutes behind schedule. The dozens and dozens <laughs> of the comic chat fans out there. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, so we do have a, uh, a big lineup today. You know, Hawkeye does a great job of keeping us, uh, organized. And so, yeah, we're going to, we're going to really kind of go through things in, in two, blocks kind of you know the super you know kind of family block um and then just the wider kind of dawn of dc block with everything else um and then there's some kind of peripheral issues um that we're going to try to shoot another one and, and come back next week for that so um without further ado i pass it over to hawkeye to jump in the driver's seat for everything all right how's it going guys um so first off uh boom sam wants to uh, make a quick announcement about a retirement at the D.C. offices. Uh, boom, why don't you go ahead and fill us in? Yeah, uh, long-time uh, Superman editor Mike Carlin. He, uh, he had an announcement that he, uh, that he, he was going to retire, or he did retire. Uh, he's been around, well, at least since the uh, Death of Superman books. And, uh, you know, we, uh, as a big-time Superman fan, i just uh, a little bit sad to see him go, but uh, it's also good that... Uh, you know, new new people uh, get to work with the character and uh, get to uh, write and do the art and edit the stories for DC. So I think that's a good thing. But just wanted to give uh, Mike uh, a big shout out for all his work throughout the years. So yeah, that's an amazing run. That's an amazingly long run in comics. Yeah, especially when you consider all the changes DC has made over the years. Um, Plenty of times his head could have been on the chopping block and uh, he has made it uh, 37 years. That's really incredible in comics. Exactly. All right. Well, let's do the man a little bit of honor here and uh, let's jump into uh, the line of books. He's most famously known for editing. Uh, World's Finest number 15 just came out and uh, this was an issue that was chock full of uh, cameos, surprises, twists and turns. Uh I know, Berger, you said you weren't crazy about some of the stuff that they did. Uh, you want to give us that first? Actually, I um, I actually kind of like this book. This is um, probably, well, there's a few things that I, I didn't I didn't like, but I overall, I kind of like the direction it's going, and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what this, what was his new Mezo? That was his name, if I remember new? correctly. Yeah, new, yeah, new Mezo. Yep. So very original, um, but you know, it looks like Amazo um, kind of 2.0. 
Um, and so for everybody that, you know, is listening, um, Amazo at one point, you know, is a, a, this Android that they created that could duplicate uh, anybody's powers around them. Um, so it, you know, took the, you know, entire Justice League kind of, um, you know, one leveraging some of their own kind of weaknesses and exploiting some of the things that, that you know, they struggle with, but ultimately working together as a team, but the entire Justice League to be able to take him down. Um, and now in this um, new comic, you know, it kind of builds up, right? Like you have Superman kind of fighting a, uh, what's it, Ultra Morpho? Uh, Superman and Robin yeah. going to kind of going one direction to kind of try to figure it out what's going on so that, you know, they fight Ultra Morpho. Um, what I didn't really agree with is, you know, you kind of have like Robin kind of being like the voice of reason um, <laughs> in it with him and Superman. And I'm like, yeah. okay, when, uh, when does that really happen? Um, and so I, I, that's one part that I didn't really agree with, but you know, I like the fact that they're making some pretty powerful um, new foes with it, right? And then you have um, Ultra Morpho kind of turns out, you know, he's, you know, being his strings are being pulled by by the new Mazo. Um, and so at the end, you kind of see new Mazo has looks like his own little, um, I don't know, kind of sweatshop being built. Present camp. Yeah, where he has all of these, you know, top brains. Um, you know, villains, every like a bunch of people there, kind of assembling um, things and kind of working in this little this little warehouse that he has, um, and they're all you know have power suppressing um, neck collars on, and so yeah, it's you know it's I, I kind overall I like it, but you know one thing that I was just sitting there kind of scratching my head, being like you know when the hell is Robin like the voice of reason between Superman and Robin, um, but. Bye. I kind of, yeah. I kind of want to push back a little bit on that because you know, uh, Batman was off with uh, Metamorpho. Was it again? With the other uh, Metamorpho, Metamorpho yeah. yeah. And uh, Super Superman was with Robin, and uh, later uh, Metamorpho joined them. But uh, you know, of, out of the the three that were you know fighting, Robin was the one trained by Batman. So it would make sense that he would be you know the strategic one and the. Uh, uh, you know the one to 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 initiate a a, a retreat because he, he would see that it was a uh, a battle they couldn't win. So I thought that made a little bit more sense than you know uh, like Metamorpho calling the shots or or something like that. Well, and this is the Dick Grayson version of Ron. Yeah, exactly. Also, I uh, I also thought that was a little bit weird that an android would need like a. You know, like you said, burger like a sweatshop or a prison camp. Uh, hopefully, that will be revealed in the uh, in the next coming issues. Uh, the other thing that I uh, really liked was, uh, you know, the new uh, Ultra Mezo was able to uh, synthesize or you know uh, use the elements to create kryptonite that hasn't been done before. And uh, I really liked how they uh, incorporated both uh, Metamorpho as a shield. You know, where he uses. Say he basically created the suit for Superman to withstand that radiation, and uh, how they use the uh, the Metal Man. You know all the all the all the androids from the Metal Man. They used as a like a, a, a special coating for Batman's armor. You know with uh, the gold and the uh, the iron and everything that they kind of stuck to to the battle armor that Batman wore. 
Oh, that to, was Batman. Uh, I thought you know, it was give Voltron. him a little bit of an edge in uh, in battle. I thought it was Voltron when he yeah, first busted in. But, I didn't. I didn't realize it was Batman. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Batman. But I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I've always said that if uh, the uh, metal men end up joining DCL, that's how it needs to be done. All the metal men as like one character, uh, like bonded to Doc Magnus. So I definitely thought that was awesome to see. I love seeing the Doom Patrol, Challengers of the Unknown. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, we also get a cameo from Red Tornado in Kentucky. For some reason, he's in Kentucky. I don't know why. Yeah, but that was part of the whole, like, uh, they had a whole robot uprising kind of vibe. You know, all mm -hmm. the robots, all the androids, they kind of, you know, went haywire. That's that's what the book started with. You know, it started with uh, Red Tornado kind of, uh, you know, uh, going uh, going crazy. And then, then you saw all the other cameos, like with the Challengers. They were also fighting robots. So everybody was, you know, Robin was trying to, to uh, recruit uh, help, you know, they were trying to to get uh, help also from the Titans, but they were all busy with uh, other robot or robot kind that uh, that went haywire. Robot uh, man thought, is also um, possessed. Yeah, towards the end of the fight as well. When the Demon exactly and, and Red Tornado was in Kentucky saving people from the flood. That's that's why he was in Kentucky. Um, all right, I think we uh, covered that issue pretty nicely. I, I think that. Mark Wade is just flexing right now in that book. It's really nice to to see him back at DC writing some some of his best stuff. Um, moving on, uh, what were you guys' thoughts on uh, issue four of Superman? When when it started with uh, you know. Uh, Silver Banshee, and this is the Silver Banshee that we got in the New 52, uh, you know, with the uh, shorter hair and a little bit younger version of uh, of her, I think. And, you know, she was making uh, toast and, you know, she was calling out for her, like, uh, Turtle Man, and uh, I immediately, immediately knew it was Jimmy. But I was like, uh, okay, so those two are a, you know, a couple, a thing. That kind of uh, took me by surprise, but uh, I kind of liked... Uh, the pairing, you know, Jimmy Olsen dating a supervillain. That's pretty funny. Well, and the ongoing story of this graft going around and yeah. enhancing. Does anyone else think he looks like uh, Howard Stern meets Marilyn Manson a little bit? I don't know. I I can see it a little bit. <laughs> if you look really hard, yeah. That's that was kind of like the other thing that was that I was uh, gonna get to was uh, I really liked how they are using kryptonite to enhance all the other villains. You know they did it with Parasite and they uh, they, they now do it with uh, Silver Banshee because uh, she turned into Silver Banshee at the at the door and then the 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 doctor Doctor Graft he uses like a gauntlet with a different uh, colored uh, kryptonite and that changes her back to to human. So He's kind of using kryptonite uh, not on Superman, on, at least not directly. He's using it to get to the friends, family, and foes to get at Superman. And I think that's a really cool way to, uh, you know, to attack Superman. What One of my favorite parts is the opening. Uh, you see the prisoners and they're talking about Superman and yeah. they're like, hey, I think Batman could, you know, beat him. They just sound like a bunch of comic book nerds kind of going around. 
And you see Luthor, he's like irritated by it. So he gets that acorn and flicks it right in his throat. I mean, yeah. I, I, I thought that was an awesome moment. Like he's like irritated that, you know, they're down in Superman. I thought it was <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Normally you would have, uh, you know, maybe joined in, you know, and uh, joined in the, the, the trash talk. But uh, you can you can see that they are now, uh, you know, trying to work together and, you know, try trying to uh, help each other for the uh, for the greater good. I also uh, thought it was pretty funny how they basically changed uh, Lex's origin story, where he was like a sort of like a Batman version of maybe Blue Beetle version of, uh, of, of a superhero, you know, where he had this, all this little, you know, tech gadgets and he was trying to use it to uh, clean up the streets uh, before... Superman even arrived in Metropolis. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I definitely thought that, that was an interesting change they made to uh, Lex's backstory. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to point out was the uh, call out to Imperia uh, from our world at war mm-hmm. and finding the long lost sword of, uh, from, from him. Uh, I thought that was a pretty neat little call out to the history of DC. Uh, Berger, what did you think about the, the, the uh, issue? So I liked it a few things. Um, I, I um, thought the beginning was funny. Um, you know, as as Digi pointed out, I I really enjoyed where it kind of, you know, it kind of jumps forward a little bit in time from the last one. Um, and during that time where it, it kind of breaks down, like, hey, like, look, like Lex is explaining, like, look, here's all the things we've done together, all the good that we've been able to accomplish together. And then it kind of shows, you know, where Superman and him have been working together. Um, so, so I liked that, um, a lot. And then, you know, like the, like the reveal at the end with, you know, Jimmy, um, and and silver Banshee dating. Um, but I think that the thing that I at least kind of brought my, I guess just kind of internally made me be like, okay, finally, you know, we kind of got something was. Um, was how it started kind of explaining like who these new bads are um, and how exactly they're kind of at odds with Lex. Because, you know, for a while, like it teases them, it shows like, you know, a few shots of them in each comic, but you're sitting there and you're like, you know, who are these guys? Like what's going on? But now that it's really kind of explaining how it is they're changing people, you know, what, where uh, somewhat of where kind of their origin came from, um, you know, it's kind of putting kind of the series kind of into better, uh, a better picture for me. Um, but I think that those are my main takeaways. All right. Um, our next book here is, uh, one that I know, uh, Berger, you didn't have a chance to get to because your, uh, physical subscription didn't take for whatever reason. Um, but Superboy number two came out this week and, uh, um, at least for physical and, uh, being able to purchase and not just get through the DC app. Uh, Boom, Sam, I know you uh, read this last week. What did you think of it? It's, you know, I, I started the first issue, uh, you know, a little bit disappointed because how it started. I, I got into that the last time. Uh, this one was a little bit better. You know, it was uh, it's kind of uh, finding its, uh, its way a little bit. You know, it was like we talked about the last time about, you know, it, it kind of went that direction about Superboy uh, showing these uh, this new team, the uh, Cosmoteers or whatever they're called, uh, you know that that that, that team is like, kind of like a, a 
superhero team that doesn't mind uh, killing. And uh, it's a little bit about how Superboy is uh, showing them a uh, a better way and you know showing them that they that they don't have to kill uh, to to uh, subdue their enemies. So I uh, I kind of like that about the book, and uh, I, I really like the ending where Superboy is uh, on the the nose of a spaceship and you know soccer punching uh, the uh, I think it was the the, the Kunt, uh Empire ships. It was like you know. Uh, oh, the, domi- the dominator. Oh, the, yeah, the dominators, and they were you were just you know smashing them away. That the, I kind of like that part of it. So uh, yeah, I think the book is uh, you know finding its feet and uh, getting a little bit more traction. And I hope they uh, they keep it up. Well, the Cosmeteers, their main motivation is going around and freeing the people that the dominators experimented on. Correct? Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's true. They they didn't know if Connor was with them at first or not, so I think that was their. Yeah, they thought he was like a, a a failed clone from the Dominance, just like just like they were, you know. And then he they may have even saw him as an uh, as an enemy, uh, but you know, like uh, like the super he is, he's uh, he's he's showing them the way a little bit. Oh, they look very Dragon Ball Z esque to me. A lot of these Cosmo tears. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely definitely see that. Um, Me personally, one thing I wanted to comment was this backup story in this issue that was kind of a, they're doing uh, little snippets of what the 2022 uh, Round Robin books would have been like. Mm -hmm. And uh, this month they had Kid Flash, The Speed of Fear. Oh, yeah. uh, Which has reverse Flash as a Yellow Lantern. Uh, but it is amongst one of the uh, most poorly written <laughs> uh, dialogue and, and monologue I've ever read in a DC comic book. So uh, I thought it was really cool to see him pop up as a Yellow Lantern. But man, I'm really glad that book didn't end up winning that competition. <laughs> so what you're saying is it's as bad as the DC Legends uh, stories they give us on the weekly <laughs> Um, slightly, slightly better, just because you know they're not saying uh, they were they they vanished instead of they ban- they were banished. Um, a little, a few less typos for sure. Um, but all right, that book's starting to find its find its legs a little bit. I'm excited to see where issue three is heading. Um, why don't we jump back over to Burger since you had to sit that one out, Burger? Uh, what did you think of uh, Action Comics 1055 with the uh, Return of everybody's uh, favorite villain, uh, Cyborg Superman. Definitely the creepiest. Yeah, no, look, I I liked a lot of parts of this uh, episode or the the um, comic. You know, you have uh, brings back Eradicator. Um, so you know, in this comic, you're seeing you know really like everybody from the Reign of Superman. Um, kind of popping back up, which is really kind of cool for everybody uh, that was reading uh, comics in the you know early to mid '90s um, and having that run, you know, after Death of Superman. So it's pretty cool where you're sitting there reading and you know you see um, like Steel or at least Natasha, um, even though she wasn't in there. That you have Eradicator, Superboy, um, and you know Cyborg Superman. So Hank Henshaw. So that was kind of cool. Um, you know I. I liked how um, 
you know, you kind of have this small conversation, you know, after they brought Eradicator back to kind of say, hey, Eradicator, can can you hunt down any uh, any traces of Kryp- Krypton that are, you know, on Earth? Um, you know, at first he's like, yeah, you want me to dispose of, you know, the half breed, which is John and, you know, then the, uh, I forgot how he put it, but basically like the poorly made clone, uh, which is Connor. Um, and so, so they, you know, kind of talk through that, but while they're going, like they have this like little side conversation, right? So Eradicator's leading them there. Um, and, and you have, you know, the, the two kids, you know, that, that Superman brought back from world war world. Um, you know, and they're kind of like, you know, why, why are we with, uh, the unmade, which is, you know, in the war world storyline, you know, that was everybody that, you know, would kind of be like cybernetic. Right. And so why are you partnering with, um, Metallo. 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 Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so, you know, that kind of goes into Metallo's, you know, backstory and, you know, starts to kind of. You know, while I'd, I'd, he'll always be a supervillain, right, because of the decisions he made, it starts to kind of show like kind of what put him on this path and, you know, how he got to where he is. And so, you know, I, I liked that breakdown. Um, and yeah, I mean, like really like for the the book, like I, I, I love the way it's going. You know, I personally I don't know what benefit having uh, Metallo's sister in here really is other than just kind of like cyborg Superman saying, Hey, look at what I can do. Um, just to kind of play mind games with Metallo, which I don't know why that's really necessary. Um, but, but you have that. And then I like the subsequent books. I, you know, I liked the Dawnbreaker one, um, a lot, but then the steel one, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm a, you know, it just kind of the whole time I'm just like, why is this important? Um, but I did like how at the end it kind of leads up to uh, Mr. Terrific and John Henry Irons kind of standing face to face. So, yeah, I thought it was uh, I'm, I'm right there with you, uh, Burke. I agree with everything you say. I just I just want to point out it was I thought it was very cool that uh, Henshaw was able to, uh, you know, uh, remake his body or a body. And you know, control technology even from uh, from the Phantom Zone, and I, I like how that was explained. I thought that was pretty cool. No, oh, yeah, complex, uh, right? One thing about Metallo, you know, trying to be more heroic, he even tells the twins that you know he likes, he understands why the sister is standing up for the brother. He goes, that reminds me of me and my sister. Yeah. So Tracy seems to be there uh, as a plot device to, I guess, turn Metallo around. Exactly. And, you know, uh, the, the sister was used by, uh, well, it turns out now, uh, Cyber Superman, but he was posing as Lex Luthor, and he was using the sister as, you know, leverage to uh, motivate Metallo to attack Superman. So uh, that's that's how it all started. Yeah, which I get that. Uh, I just don't get why does he need to turn her into... What he did at the oh, end of the well, you mean you, you mean why he turned her into like a, a female version of Metallo? Yeah, I just don't. That's the part where I'm just like, yeah, I don't really see what you know. It seems like his beef is really with Kal El, right? Yeah, um, yeah, as yeah. always, and so as I'm just like, I don't understand this part. But well, I think it was to mostly just buy him time because, he, like you said, he was trying to reform his body, and he had to stop early. Um, so I think the whole Metallo. 
uh, approach was just a method to to slow Superman down and give himself more time to uh, yeah. rebuild. I, to uh, your point, Berger, there is uh, Connor actually does say when they first see Cyborg Superman, he goes, "Wow, you really do just keep getting creepier all the time." <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, I just want to point out I, I had a uh, somewhat big problem with the the steel. Uh, short, short at the end. Uh, Mr. Terrific, so out of character. I don't know what they're doing. I had the exact same idea. I was like, what is, you know, uh, Mr. Terrific's deal here? You know, it was, it was very hostile towards, uh, Steel. Uh, it, it felt like, felt like out of character for him. Uh, you know, because you, you also saw Mr. Terrific in the, in the flashbook and he was, uh, really, um, uh, you know, trying to help everybody and he was trying to, you know, make the world a better place and everything. And it was really trying to help the, the Flash. And, you know, he was just a, a great guy in the Flash book. And at the end, at the, uh, at the Steel story, he really felt like a, like a, not, not a very nice person. Are we going so to bleep that out? <laughs> you can bleep that out. He looked like a big beep and a, and a beep. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, my, the thing that stood out to me is I want that freaking jacket that Connor is wearing at the end during that still works. That's my biggest takeaway. It's like, oh crap, I want that. And they're kind of like joking back and forth. Him and Natasha still are joking back and forth about it. Um, just to go back here real quick, to terrific. Like even his speech patterns off, I don't know whether it's going to be an imposter or if he's just got, if he's just being very poorly written in this, but we'll see, we'll see where it goes. Uh, I think it's probably got at least one more part before, uh, Steelworks, uh, takes over the reins for that backup. Yeah. All right, guys, that is going to wrap us up for the Superman block here. Uh, I just want to say one last thing. That's, that's part of the Doombreaker story. I mean, how cool was it to see uh, Lois go all mama bear when, you know, John was taken and she got the uh, stasis gun or something and trapped Doombreaker in stasis so Superman could, you know, go off and rescue his son. I thought it was pretty cool to see Lois, you know, being something other than a reporter or a mother, you know, and just be uh, a little bit more badass this time. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was definitely nice to see Lois uh, pop up. And I really do like that they're uh, going back and telling us some more stories from John's uh, youth. Yeah. It was stolen from him. All right. So uh, last check, any, any last minute thoughts from you, Digi or you burger on any of the Superman books? Oh, we're good. I'm good. All right. So let's go ahead and move on into our Donna DC block. Um, and we're going to kick it off with a brand new number one, which is going to be kind of the uh, flagship book for DC from all indications over the last few months, and that's Titans number one. Uh, Digi, what what were your thoughts on this issue? Okay, well, we start off with, like most crisis books do, with uh, something bad happening to the Flash. (laughs) And from there, uh, you know, you don't see it, but Nightwing is trying to get the team together. Everybody's getting excited. We're like, hey, here we are. And, you know, we got Titan's Tower back and, you know, the world's watching. And, uh, you know, you get to see Raven and Beast Boy actually show public affection. He's like, 
you know, they're kind of taken aback by that. Uh, and then as soon as, you know, they're supposed to have their, hey, their homecoming, you see Titano uh, attacking uh, a nuclear plant out of nowhere. And then, you know, they boom there really quickly. I think a missed opportunity is, though, is Beast Boy could have been Godzilla to fight Titano or almost look like to. I mean, they do own that property, right? That would have been super cool. I did say that he was going to morph into something from a uh, another world and uh, that he uses that to to make the the monster that he that that he became. So I thought that was pretty cool that he, you know, didn't choose a, a larger type of earthbound uh animal, you know, like a souped up version of a gorilla or a crocodile or whatever. I and thought it was pretty cool. And then, you know, to the they save the day. Of course, Peacemaker, he's all over the place now. He comes down. He's like, hey, uh, let's make a deal with the, we want you to be, make a deal with the government. Of course, Nightwing declines and says, you know, we're just not going to be for one nation. We're going to be for, you know, everyone. And it goes from there. Uh, I guess Waller is already pulling the strings on that one as well. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, I, you know, I, I liked it. You know, I, um, it kind of, it did a good job of kind of balancing, um, like the scope of, Hey, here's why we're coming together and whose shoes we're trying to fill right with, you know, some of like the, Hey, we're all roommates again. And, you know, kind of having some of those light moments. So, so I, so I really liked that. Um, I just get this feeling like it's going to kind of turn into a, so I think flash, what we saw when he got shot um, was the future, right? You know, because towards the end of that, you see Mm -hmm. him kind of running towards the, the treadmill. Um, And so, so I think he, he got shot and he's like, basically like, Hey, I'm dying. I have this much time runs and says goodbye, then runs to the treadmill to his family runs to the treadmill comes and I think he comes back in time. And so I think this is going to turn into like a big murder investigation. Like how did this happen? Um, and that's going to kind of be what, you know, at least part of their storyline mm-hmm. um, is about is trying to figure that out. Um, but yeah, that's, but again, I, I, I like the direction of it. Um, you know, I, I think it, you know, you have, it's kind of setting up various different antagonists and storyline um, like you would expect from from a first episode, first issue, right? And so I, I really um, I, I like that how you can kind of already start to see very clearly um, whether or not it's you know Amanda Waller, um, which you see her kind of as turning into the bad, um, or at least the antagonist in several different comics. Uh, but you kind of see that shaping up, you know, them coming together as a team. Uh, the Wally storyline, um, you know, then there's also them trying to recruit some people and some people saying no. Right. And, um, and, you know, them saying no and kind of, you know, why are they saying no, what are they getting into and how is that going to shape in with everything? Um, but yeah, overall, absolutely. I, I really, really enjoyed this book. I really yeah, do I hope that Tempest comes back around, you know, like, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. The funniest joke so far was Nightwing tells Beast Boy, hey, you know, we're all going to be back in this house. You don't have to turn into an octopus and wash the dishes that way like in a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
That's funny. My only concern at this point is uh, Peacemaker's showing up in a lot of books, and I just kind of worry when are we going to hit critical mass with Peacemaker? You know, I think he popped up in Green Arrow this week as well. So that's one thing to keep an eye out for. Um, I wish maybe we can see a, a few more operatives for Amanda Waller. Uh, just to kind of spread out, spread the love a little bit. He must have a boom tube, right? He's like in every book. <laughs> yeah. All right. Speaking of Waller, uh, we also got the Dawn of DC primer number one uh, this week, or two weeks ago, actually, I believe now. Uh, but this just kind of sets the stakes for what's going on in the uh, larger DC universe. Um, boom, why don't you walk us through what happened in this issue and uh, tell us what you liked. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, it's a, it's a pretty bit, pretty much a book about Amanda Waller. You know, first thing I wanted to point out that it wasn't exactly explained how she got from Earth three because you know previously we had that whole war for Earth three uh, stuff going on where she tried to take over Earth three. You know, the Earth, uh, that's the Earth from the uh, crime syndicate, and it wasn't exactly explained how she or why she's back. Um, I guess she's just trying to, uh, you know control stuff again and everything. Uh, I thought it was pretty, you know, it was pretty hardcore right, right from the start, you know, where she uh, shot one of her own operatives in the, in the head, you know, just to, to make a point. Uh, I thought it was uh, really cool how, how it all started. And, you know, she wasn't exactly sure uh, how, how the conversation was going to go until she had the, uh, you know, the, the, the news from uh, Peacemaker that he uh, that he found uh, a piece of the uh, the helmet of fate, which is now all black for some reason. So uh, you know we'll see how that uh, how that will how that will pan out. And uh, you know, like you said, it's uh, uh, Amanda Waller who's uh, going up against pretty much the entire DC universe. She's uh, trying to get rid of uh, superheroes altogether. You know, we'll see what happens. It was oh, a nice yeah. start of a uh, new story arc, if you will. Oh, yeah. The, the person that she killed there was Codename Assassin. You know, yeah, I, th I thought so. Everybody's favorite villain, Codename Assassin. Yeah, I mean, that, that's my biggest concern with this issue is just the fact that um, you loaded a pretty big gun there as far as um, a Waller saying anybody who kills a superhero is going to get a pardon. So, Somebody's got to die. Otherwise, this is a kind of a nothing burger of an issue. I feel like. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, I mean, it would be weird if they. I mean, I'm, I'm sure somebody's going to get killed, but it's probably like a. Uh, well, I'm not going. Well, I don't you know, mean to. It's you probably know, Wally about them. But it's probably a you know like a B or C tier superhero that may, may maybe get killed. They're not gonna kill off one of their a, a, a or A-list uh, uh, superheroes like Superman or Batman or whatever. And well, even if Wally's they... already died like yeah, it's probably... times this month. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. That could have been Wally right there. That yeah, maybe that's, yeah, that's a little foreshadowing on it. <laughs> yeah, but in um, Titans, he already said that he was going to, you know, reverse it so or, you know, fix it. I don't know. I can't remember which book uh, Black Condor just popped up in, but I I'm kind of cool with them going. Uh, if we got to kill off one, that's my pick. I'm going to go with Wolverine. I would like to see. Oh, wait. Never mind. <laughs> Wrong universe. 
Yeah, yeah. Wrong universe there. Oh, either way, I, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> All but right. Yeah, we'll see. So that's going to that's gonna lead us into Green Arrow number two, also known as Peacemaker number three for the week. Berger, uh, what do you think of this uh, story and uh, how are you liking the series so far? Yeah, you know, I'm, I am enjoying it. You know, it's, it's pretty, um, you know, it's cool kind of to see, you know, like the extended Arrow family kind of all get on the same page and you see Arsenal and Black Canary saying, Hey, you know what? We're, we're suiting up and we're taking it to Amanda Waller. Um, you see, you kind of flashes forward a little bit and you see, um, them just absolutely crush, uh, you know, one of the the I guess like bases or whatever that you know where they're trying to trying to hunt, hunt her down and trying to get answers. So, um, so so I really enjoyed that. You know, like and, and you know I was a fan when I was younger of Quantum Leap, and that's kind of what I'm seeing in uh, Green Arrow right now, where you know he's kind of jumping around from place to place with where he needs to be and um, and you know kind of making things happen as he goes, but. You know, like how, you know, he's kind of sticking to his roots. Um, you know, what I what I do think, you know, kind of sucked. And, you know, he he explains how he's able to build this like massive treehouse base. Um, and it, it goes back in and it shows him like cooking chili and he I guess he foraged for it or whatever. Um, but then he's like, Yeah, I keep this miniaturized base in my quiver. Um, but then he gets pulled away from that time and gets uh, pushed to a totally different time and place. Um, as he kind of, you know, again, kind of quantum leaps to his next, next destination. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like it. It'll be interesting to kind of see as it kind of sets everything up, you know, as Hawkeye already pointed out yet again, you see like this peacemaker, you know, an Amanda Waller thing kind of creeping over to it yet another book. Um, so you, again, just kind of setting it up for, you know, just like how, how big of a role that they're going to play. Um, as Donna DC, you know, kind of starts to mature a little bit. I was just going to say, I really liked how uh, uh, Ollie kind of went into how Roy settled on Arsenal for a name. Uh, just how when everything's uh, going down, he's going to war. Um, I also have one question from this issue, and uh, I'm sorry for this, Digi, but uh, you're going to have to bleep this. Where the fuck is Connor Hawk? We just brought him back. Let's actually use him. Where the beep? <laughs> All right, but they do mention him. I, do, I'm just going to start guessing, the... and I'm going to randomly beep occasionally and think you guys are going to curse. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was mentioned. He was sort of in the book, but you didn't you know see him actually do something uh, that was <clears throat> well. What's that funny, was a bit of a loss. Is she's mentioning the family to him, Leon is, and she's like, you know, we got Roy and Dinah. She's like, and your son. He's like, oh yeah, my son. Yeah, I forgot about it. <laughs> He's super important to me. Uh, well, well, I think it was. I think it was like a, his memory of him was kind of sullen, which might take away. One of my favorites is when they show Ollie in this new world. He's like, I'm stranded out here in uh, sector eight six seven five three zero nine. I thought that was good. He's like, oh, that's Hal's thing. I don't know what sector this is. Yeah, what I liked was. Uh, I like the uh, the reference, uh, you know, the kind of Star Wars reference when you know the the big fat, or uh, well larger cat, you know, the the that they called him uh, that he called him Jabba the Cat. I thought oh, yeah. that was funny. I <laughs> loved seeing the boxing glove arrow again. 
think this is the second time I uh, I saw it. And uh, I just wanted to to jump in what you said about the miniaturized base that he had. That made me think of Dragon Ball Z with the old capsule core and the click click, and then you know, poof, there's a car or a house or a spaceship or whatever. And uh, that can you know kind of remind me of the Dragon Ball stuff. There is a rando hawk person there in that uh, fat cat scene when you're looking at his like henchman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he looked kind of disfigured. He he at least was wearing a Thangarian outfit. I don't remember seeing wings though. My takeaway: I thought that it was honestly somebody had taken it, taken like the Thangarian symbol, yeah, as like a prize or something. Right, it was kind of oh, my yeah. first thought when I saw it. It could have been that. All right, so I think our next book on the agenda here is a book that has been much delayed. Um, everybody wants to read it, uh, but it's been delayed probably two or three times now uh but that's jsa number four came out this week uh did you want you uh let us know what happened and uh what you liked about this year okay i mean i do have a question it does say the new golden age on it is this happening now i mean i know it keeps saying you know it this happened in the past this happened here but is this mainstream universe this book it seems I like so it. yeah yeah, because it's talking about like Khalid and how he's separate from and yeah, and and with Khalid, which you know is the current one, right? But then yep. you know also how you know he doesn't have how uh, Nabu in the helm, um, which made me kind of wonder if that has something to do with the black helm, you know, from the preview. Well, and yeah, if we saw Peacemaker pick it up, of course, yeah. you know, he's everywhere. But yeah, this uh, it starts off with Madam. Xanadu and Dead Man, and they're like doing a ritual. And right before they get zapped, there's all kinds of uh, just, like premonitions. Yeah, things coming out. It's yeah. like beware of Eclipso within. The Green Lantern can save the Red Lantern, and Sandman's nightmare uh, will wear his mask. So I'm assuming this could be leading yeah. to the nightmare event. Yeah, they had further. Um, they also had further hints uh, in in the same issue uh, because uh, later uh, uh, the new Wildcat and uh, Doctor Midnight, you uh -huh. know the, the 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 girl versions of them, like from the TV show, uh, uh, they the cat uh, Wildcat was using like Lazarus pills, you know, to keep uh, something suppressed, and I'm guessing that's Eclipso, uh, and the, and the other stuff that they mentioned at the at uh, fortune telling, or if you will, that was also uh, more or less addressed throughout the issue. And I just want to point out that the snow globe that they used during the uh, fortune telling session, which blew up the uh, Madame Xanadu shop, that's the same snow globe that's been used in uh, Flashpoint Beyond. So that made me think that it's also, you know, uh, current continuity. So yeah, then then you know Degaton, he's been after the GSA. Their whole thing is to write him out of existence. He they keeps coming back and trying to take him down. He, and he's prepared for everything. He has a you know kryptonite ring. He was ready for Alan Scott, Jay Garrick, mm -hmm. but he wasn't prepared for the for Batman's daughter, the Helen Bertinelli version. No, I, I guess or Helena Wayne, yeah. Helena Wayne, yes, Wayne, yeah. So he wasn't prepared for her or the Khalid 
Dr. Fate, so that's why he failed. And it yeah. shows him back in the past with his old self missing the finger. And then uh, I guess we get the end. We get Batman meeting his daughter for the first time. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, her creating a little paradox, right? By going and finding her dad, which she was supposed to stay out of Gotham. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I enjoyed you know this this book as well. Like it's I I like the direction it's going. You know, I, I wish the ep- the uh, I keep wanting to say episodes the the books were coming out a little faster. Um, but yeah, I, I like that this issue kind of seemed like it was less kind of explaining and and more action. Um, and I I believe it referenced that this is really like there's there's this JSA iteration and then only one other prior one and they basically need to get through this one to then go further back and then the whole aim is uh, for Degaton to replace the JSA with his own version of the JSA yeah. that that's why he's killing them from the future and working his yeah. way back um, one thing I wanted to point out is I really like Huntress's version of the JSA where uh, she's taking villains and uh, allowing them to um, redeem themselves. So, you know, you got Solomon Grundy, Gentleman Ghost, uh, Icicle, uh, just all kinds of uh, classic D- uh, just JSA villains that uh, she uh, brings into the fold. Previously, the other thing I always question is how the hell is Perdagathon killing the Spectre? That's one I uh, struggle with just a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then I, I just wanted to go back to uh, Digi. He brought up the prophecies that popped up when the uh, snow globe went crazy. And I just wanted to break them down while we're looking at it. So beware, Eclipso is within. That's obviously a reference to later in the issue with uh, Wildcat and Dr. Midnight. Only the Green Lantern can save the Red Lantern. That's going to be a tie-in to the Alan Scott book that's going to be coming out, I think, starting in September maybe October. The Sandman nightmare will wear, Sandman's nightmare will wear his mask. I don't know whether that is a, going to be a tie to nightmare or if it's going to be a tie to uh, the Sandman miniseries or if the two are just going to be interconnected potentially. Um, Jay Garrick will find Joy again. That's going to be his daughter coming back to him. And then uh, do not trust the witch girl. I think that's going to be a reference to Salem from Stargirl and the Lost Children. Yep, definitely. Just wanted to make sure I had all those straight in my head. Um, another thing I enjoyed was uh, her Dagaton uh, meeting up with his older self in the past after he gets his ass kicked by Huntress and uh, Dr. Fate. Yeah, he's like, hey, now a-hole, I can't even give a middle finger anymore. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> all right. Um, let's go ahead and move on to our next book. We had Cyborg number one. Burger, did you get a chance to read this one? I did. You know, I I think out of all of the books, you know, that, that over the last couple of weeks, this is probably my least favorite. You know, I, I think, you know, when I kind of look at, I, I don't know, it kind of feels like it just keeps drawing out like him and his dad's issues for, for a long time. Um, and a lot of the sideboard stuff. And so part of it's that, you know, I think the one thing when I look at it and I'm like, Hey, it, it'll be interesting to see what this does. And, you know, like we're hearing about AI um, all over the place. I mean, I'm sure there's probably people out there 
getting ready to rip us off with AI um, and, and duplicate our voices and do their own podcast with it. Um, <laughs> I, we can only hope so. <laughs> but um, been here since the, our, our Digidex hasn't been here since the first episode. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, so I do like how it's kind of setting that up and it'll be kind of interesting to see you know, cause this could go a lot of different ways, right? Like is just looking at real life and you know, how, you know, depending on what happens with AI and you know, Hey, it's, you know, making jobs easier life, you know, easier, so on and so forth. But then like the whole doom and gloom scenario. So I think it's, it's kind of, uh, like Terminator style. Right. And so I think it's kind of interesting how it's setting that up. Um, and you know, it, it could go, I think a lot of different ways with it. Um, but in the book, like it kind of illustrates a little bit, it gets some sna- uh, snapshots of how like it's making making people's lives easier um, and the company that's being built and, you know, being done out there in Detroit. And so I so so I liked some of it. But, you know, again, I, I think it's kind of my least favorite book so far. I mean, I'll keep reading it as, as we go, but it, it I, I wasn't like a big fan of of the first step, the first uh, book so far. One of the things I thought was funny is, you know, he's at his dad's funeral, Silas Stone's funeral, and Wally, Barry, and Blue Beetle, Ted, are all wearing their masks at the funeral with a suit on, with like a regular oh, yeah. suit, but they have their mask on. And I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, I, I just, I, I'm also right there with you, Burger. I mean, I will keep reading it. I hope it gets better, but like you, I there were a few things that I liked. Uh, but not not a whole hell of a lot. Um, I kind of liked how he went back to Detroit, you know, instead of staying in Titan's Tower and, you know, being a tie-in to that. So I hope it's really a standalone book and I hope that, like, a, a well-known supervillain or something becomes his his, his nemesis, you know, to, to lift the book up a little bit. We did get uh, Gizmo and Mammoth from the... Yeah, oh, yeah. He, 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 he disposed them in, like, two seconds. So that was... A little bit disappointing. Uh, also, also, what I wanted to point out was that, you know, his father died and it didn't really seem to, you know, move him that much. And I know he, he, he and his father had a strange relationship. I mean, but it felt a little bit cold for me. You know, he's still your father. Uh, so I didn't really, really like that. You know, he yes. could have especially been a bit more emotional about, you know, his father's uh passing especially whenever it goes down to like his whole reason is it basically made it seem like i wanted to play sports and my dad wanted me to be a scientist yeah like i'm yeah, like exactly. seriously man like what what the hell um but uh, yeah it's i don't know well that's one thing that's one thing i will also say is that like grief does not hit everybody the same in the same exact way not everybody gets hit up front by it. a lot of people um take a lot of time to actually start digesting their grief and dealing with it. So I, I don't, don't necessarily have a problem with that, especially when, you know, they did have a strained relationship, but you know, Burger kind of hits cyborgs, mini failed series, um, kind of on the head with the hammer is, uh, they just never move past him and his dad's issues. Um, I, you know, every single time you read a cyborg series, it's me and my dad don't get along. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And I mean, yeah. And this book even takes it a step further because they literally kill his dad off 
and then they just bring him back from the grave as, yeah. <laughs> as a robot. Like, yeah. uh, you're, not, you're not getting rid of this. <laughs> you're going to talk about your feelings. <laughs> you know what you, I, no more sports, cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> we are just going to bring these issues back, back from the grave. We literally killed him off and you still cannot escape. Um, yeah, like I said, you know, uh, in our notes here, I do think that it is a better start. Other Cyborg series I've tried. Um, but th- like one of the other things too, is they need to build out a supporting cast for them. You know, if you're going to have a book that can stand on its own, um, and not just be a, you know, uh, oh, he pops up and has, you know, a five to 10 issue run every three or four years. You know, you have to build out a supporting cast. You have to give him. Well, we have his, we already have his dad back, so they're we're starting to support. Him. <laughs> yeah. that, that's why I said he needed like a a big, well, not maybe not too big, but you know, like a bigger uh, nemesis, like a bigger uh, bad guy who's a little I bit mean, more well known. Uh, bring I think back that, the grid. Yeah, back for, the for, for for example, yeah, exactly. Like, Bring like, back that guy that Waller just killed and nobody knew who he was. Exactly. And, uh, Both name Assassin would have been perfect for, for Cyborg. That life. could be who the AI is, maybe. We don't know. Look at Burger bringing it all together. <laughs> um, all right. So Come on, DC. We're, beep, we're all, beep, 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 <laughs> beep. We're all kind of hopeful. Maybe that le- that series will find its legs as it goes. Sometimes it does take a little bit of time to... Uh, really for a series to figure out what it is and where it needs to go. Um, but on the other hand, let's talk about a series that is known where it is and knows where it's going. And unfortunately where it's going is to a new writer here soon. Uh, let's talk about flash number seven ninety nine. Uh, Burger, why do you, why don't you uh, jump on this one? Yeah, you know, I, I, so I've, yeah, you guys have heard me say it, you know, I've been really liking the, um, the flash run, um, lately. And, you know, I, I think the only critique I would give of this book was it got a ton done. Like there was a lot of stuff, different things and different pieces moving, um, the entire book. Um, like, I mean, you, literally go from gold beetle which again dc we beep need more uh gold beetle um in our lives i i i really like how it kind of showed like the and maybe it's because it was a younger version of her right um you know kind of you know her a little bit on the immature side but having fun and and i wish it actually showed what was happening because all you do is have her and I, I can't remember the wrestling oh, guy's name. Omega Bam Man. Yeah. Like you Brother. have them like chest bumping, <laughs> high fiving and taking down like anti-monitor and, you know, all of these big bads. And they're just like dancing on top of like their lifeless bodies um, <laughs> at the end. And I, I, I am a massive Gold Beetle fan. Um, but again, there's there's a ton of stuff going on. Like it is very difficult to go from. Hey, how are we getting to our destination in this new terrific uh, spacecraft to fighting monstrous big bads um, and people just standing there scratching their head like, what the heck are these two doing um, to 
um, you know, b- using, I forgot what the infinity, like the little, uh, stone was called. Um, but granny goodness using the stone and flash running faster than he's supposed to be able to, I guess, to, to track him down, you know, fighting the kids of some of the superheroes. I mean, there's a ton going on in this, but, um, I, I, I still enjoyed the book. And my big question after was what happened in this time that it took them to, to get the kids back and then make it back to the timeline and the place they were um, originally. And because there's a big time lapse in there. And in that, it did kind of seem like there might have been, and maybe I'm just looking too far into it, but it seemed like there might have been a little bit of beef with Mr. Terrific. Um, and maybe that could be why we're seeing that version of him and steel. Um, but you know, maybe something happened on that journey to lead to that. Um, but yeah, but I, I, I really enjoy the book, but again, we need some beeping gold beetle in our lives like ASAP. And I just want to say this. If you're the anti-monitor and Omega damn man, just <laughs> your beep, do you like, just kind of call it quits for a little bit. Be like, all right, yeah, I'm done, guys. This wrestler, like, beat the crap out of me. I'm done. I'm not sure if it's actually the anti-monitor. I think they're more like droid versions of them, but it was so much fun. And I, I you know, Berger was talking about it and I was reliving it again in my head and I just couldn't stop laughing because it was so funny. Like, you know, two of these maniacs, they were like so excited and they were just, you know, chomping at the bit and they were just going at it and, and, absolutely tearing these robots apart and you know because Berg was talking about it I was you know rereading it again in my head and I just I was laughing with while I, while I was reading it and then Berg started talking about it and I just couldn't stop laughing about it again it was just so funny uh me personally one one of the things that I noticed in this book that uh uh I really want to make sure that DC does some follow-up on is uh, that's Mr. Terrific's uh, son, one yes. of the, yeah. the three children. That's uh, as a Mr. Terrific fan, you know, that's one of the building blocks of his character is the loss of his wife and his child. And uh, I really want to see that, that that story get explored somewhere. I would love, love, love to see Mr. Terrific to get a miniseries at some point where it kind of tackles this and, uh, you know, uh, explores their relationship. It is definitely going to be a complicated one. Well, Wally is the one that he says, scan him. These are the children of other people scanning. So, yeah. Well, I mean, Granny told him, you know, in one of the children's fighting his own father at my command, taken from his mother's womb. Uh, yeah. So she, so she tells him, you know, one of them is a lord of chaos. So, I mean, those three kids definitely are super powerful. I hope that there's uh, some kind of follow up on them. and in the in the near future dc but i, I mean could that I be the witch girl they're like talking about story. you know you're like i want to see that spin off i want to see that spin off i want to see that spin off do you guys think that could be the witch girl they're talking about in jsa uh no i think that the witch girl is going to be salem okay yeah uh, definitely uh I, I i just feel like that ties closer to uh jeff john since he wrote both series i think that that's more likely of a payoff there um, also, guys, Wally with the full beard and the shaggy hair, keep it, cut it. What do you guys think? Cut it. Oh, yeah, cut it. Oh, God. That, I mean, that makes me itchy just looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we got one more issue that's going to have a story by this creative team. 
uh, an 800 as long as well as all the backup material that's going to come with that. Um, so but before, it's going to be a sad episode when we have to record that. So before we jump into to this next one, I, I just have a quick question for you guys. So, um, so this is like the big, you know, it's been talked about quite a bit, right? You know, Nightwing gets powers. Um, so I have a question for you guys. You know, if you had all of a sudden, hey, I'm able to get powers, like what what's the one power you're like, hey, this is what I'd have to have? Boom. Flight, obviously. Okay, so boom says flight. What what would you do with your when you first got it? Like where would you be flying to? Other than to come to come to Texas to come hang out, where where would you be going? Obviously I would use it to uh cut my commute short short for work. Uh and yeah, it would make traveling to you guys a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, cost effective, a little bit more efficient. Uh, and I would definitely, uh, you know, come see you guys. Go, go uh, to Disney World, Universal. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd have a much easier time getting my comic books because I, I could just fly to the to the best comic books in the uh, in the states. We don't really have uh, that many comic books here, so I have to order them online. But uh, yeah, pretty much that. What about you, Hawkeye? Uh, get, give me a connection to the Speed Force. Easy choice. Uh, it, it's basically do whatever you want power. You can go backwards in time. You can uh, get anywhere, learn anything, do anything in just a matter of seconds. You know, you become an expert in uh, you know, uh, engineering just by speed reading through books. You know, you can basically stop time. It's easily the best superpower. And and the first thing you would obviously do is go back in time real quick to beep us as we curse, right? Yes, yes, that would definitely be the first thing I did with that. <laughs> okay. What um, What about you, Digi? What the beep? I would be an in <laughs> good job, Hawkeye. I guess the the power would be invulnerability, like not to be able to be damaged. I guess. I, I mean, just picking one. Yeah. You know, my my biggest, you know, because I've thought about, you know, obviously growing up and reading comic books being like, what power do I want? And the biggest one is I'm like, man, if I like in vulnerability, would be cool, right? Because, you know, you, you don't have to worry, really worry about much. But I'm like, what if somebody just stronger than me just held me down? <laughs> I'm like, I don't <laughs> I'm not liking this. I just put a big rock on me or something. I'm like, what am I going to do now? Um, yeah. <laughs> And so, like that—that's always one. But yeah, I—I I don't know. Um, I mean, there's there's so many different powers, and you look at like the big superheroes that are out there. Most of the time, like they have, you know, multiple power sets. Um, but I think if I had to go with just one, um, I mean, maybe immortality would be kind of cool. Um, Speed Force, Daniel Savage S. Yeah, there, there you go. Speed Force, you know, I think would be cool. Oh, well, this is a cheap answer. A Green Lantern ring. Oh, there you go. Uh, but no, yeah, like, yeah, because when I when I started seeing <laughs> no, like the, lose it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but when I started like looking at like, hey, what's night? I wonder what Nightwing's power set's gonna be. Um, you know, I'm just like the whole time. I'm like, I wonder what, what power is he going to end up with as I kind of saw the teasers for it. Um, but anyways, I, I know I derailed this for a second. Um, but who wants to, who wants to jump in and kind of give their, their spin? Hawkeye, you want to go first? Normally you let us go first. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump on this one. Uh, just a all around 
super awesome issue. I mean, you get Nightwing getting superpowers. Um, he just kind of comes in and trashes Grodd in a matter of seconds. Um, then you get a showdown in hell between Neuron and Trigon, which is an, an absolutely hilarious thing when you have two demons just kind of trash talking each other. Uh, Neuron telling Trigon, you know, you don't have to show up and be 100 feet tall. You know, it kind of feels like you're overcompensating for something. You know, Flash and uh, Nightwing being able to run side by side together. Uh, that That's definitely uh, something cool that you don't get to see every day. And then, you know, you also get this cool scene in the middle with uh, Superman just taking Nightwing up into space to just go and look at Earth from a different perspective. Um, you know, that's one of my favorite things that DC is now bringing back to is just that relationship between uh, uh, Dick and uh, Clark is uh, Dick Clark. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a uh, super fun thing to see. And uh, you have to love the fact that um, Superman and him just have this super wholesome relationship that's kind of rooted in the, uh, the uh, classic days of DC comics. Uh, then you got the big finale here where you got the the fight against the demons of hell at the mascara nightwing takes uh man why am i drawing a blank on the girl's little girl's name olivia olivia thank you uh takes her on the run he faces down neuron neuron just tries to tempt him and nightwing just no you don't give up one life it doesn't matter how many lives i could save like that we're gonna get it done anyway and uh sends him back <laughs> to his true form which is just this giant glop of green goo um then we see olivia becomes an official amazon and she's going to stay with queen of Alta and be raised as an amazon so that's going to be pretty cool to see and then uh you know you wrap up here with the uh raven showing up in the neuron and turning him over to blaze and just saying hey you owe me a favor i'm sure that's going to pay off somewhere in the future in titans and then, the, you know, I've really enjoyed the backup with uh, John and Clark uh, getting to bond and have start building their relationship like the one that Clark and uh, Dick share together. But overall, you know, just has been an absolute fantastic run. I know you're catching up on the burger. Uh, have you been enjoying what you've read so far? Yeah. So, I, well, I skipped ahead by like 25 issues um, just to read the last two um, so I could be ready for today. See, see what I sacrificed for this. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, but I skipped ahead. Yeah, I, I liked it. You know, I liked a lot of the, the different components. I liked how you got to see um, uh, Nightwing kind of out thinking. You know, he's like, hey, I want to get a hold of this contract, you know, for the girl. And says, hey, only one parent signed, um, signed her over to you, Neron. So I legally adopted her. Um, right. And so, so I thought, I thought that was kind of cool. You got to see him think, you got to see how he continues to reaffirm, you know, after the last crisis, um, you know, he's kind of like the light, you know, and, you know, like even when tempted, even when the darks around you, like he, he's the light. And, and so I, 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 re I enjoyed that part. Um, I look forward to kind of seeing, you know, a little bit more, of Olivia in the future, you know, I know she was left on Themyscira, um, you know, to continue to train. And, you know, she obviously has, you know, a little bit of the pedigree. She's shown somewhat of how strong she is. 
so I think that's I think that's kind of cool. Um, and and honestly, like it, I, I guess you know I don't read a lot of like Raven stuff all the time, but you know seeing at the end where she just really showing how powerful she is, um, and you know it, you you see various things throughout it where you know she's like, hey, we're here. You know, I'm going to block off your guys' ability to see certain things. Um, then all the way to where, you know, you see her dad and Neron at one point. You see Trigon, right? And them kind of staring each other down and Trigon kind of giving him that, you know, you you better you know, kind of get your together, beat your beep together, sorry. Uh, and you, you kind of better, you handle this. Um, and so Neron and him kind of looking at each other as equals, right? And then she comes in and she just freaking slaps the beep out of him. Um, and you know, that's it. So, uh, so it was, yeah, you know, I, I liked a lot of it. Um, you know, I'm, I am enjoying this book, you know, again, I'm trying to catch up a lot on Nightwing, but, but so far I am really enjoying it. So anybody out there listening, um, if you haven't picked up Nightwing, I, I absolutely recommend it. Yeah. Raven is really, you know, uh, growing from this, uh, you know, a little bit of a, well, not exactly scared little girl, but, you know, a little bit of a girl who's afraid of her father and, you know, had, had all that history and she's now really coming into her own and she's, she's you know, becoming really, really badass in all the books, you know, in, in now in Nightwing, but also in Titans. She's really finding her power and she's really finding out how strong she really is. And I, I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty cool. And uh, what did you guys think of the uh, superhero name uh, Olivia chose for herself? It's uh, it's Nightbuster because she uh, you know wanted to uh, use Nightwing's part of Nightwing's name, and her father is Blockbuster, so she kind of combined those two. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. It's about as good as New Mazo to me. <laughs> well, I, wow. I, I, I th- Raven kind of explained it, you know, because uh, uh, she, uh, I mean, I already said about the, the night part, but, you know, she chose her father's name because of her, uh, you know, more like a, a taunt to her father, just like, and, and Raven, you know, responded to that, how she uh, she got uh, having a evil dad uh, and, you know, confronting him about that was uh, relatable for her. So I thought that was pretty a pretty uh, nice moment between uh, between Olivia and Raven. Oh yeah, it was a cool moment. I think uh, I like the Super Nightwing uh, costume a little bit. It seems like a throwback to the one he had in the '90s with the yellow. Oh yeah, on the, in it a little bit for sure. All right, guys, uh, that is actually the end of our list for this week. Um, we're going to be back next week. We got five books for sure, and then we'll probably give Boom a little bit of time to fill us in on some of the books we haven't been going over um, because that man reads everything. (laughs) Um, But uh, we may or may not also be having a special guest. Uh, If we can make it fit time-wise, we may be bringing somebody on to talk about a classic DC tale that, and hopefully we'll kind of have a nice little quick moving five issues or so, and then move into a, more robust conversation about uh, Justice League the Nail. Um, any last thoughts from any of you guys, Digi, Boom, Sam, or Berger? No. Love you guys. Um, All dozens no. and dozens of you beautiful people, or maybe even some animals if you guys are listening. Um, love you guys. 
All right, Burger, why don't you go ahead and bring us on home and uh, we will see you guys on the next episode. Cool. Yeah. So everybody, uh, I know we're probably going to have a few episodes coming out at once. So, um, so we'll, we'll definitely do a better job of, of getting them out faster and um, in a little better timeline, but hope you guys enjoy it and, and hit us up on discord. Um, if you are curious how to uh, find us on discord, um, you know, just uh, however you're listening to us, ping, uh, WOWL, um, we'll make sure that we get it over to you guys, but hit us up on there. We love chatting. And if you guys ever want to join us to, to talk comics, you know, we're here and we'd love to hear from you. Thanks guys. <laughs> <laughs>